I'm Ryan Durbin from RD Ceramics, and I'm located in Southgate, Kentucky. And I'm Becca Otis from Five Lines Pottery in Monroe, Washington. And welcome to Wheel Talk. Hey guys, uh, today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Me and Ryan went to Claycon West, and we actually did an episode last week about the recap of it, but we sat down with Ryan Reich and Andrew Linderman and a few other people, Victoria and Denise, and we had kind of a roundtable discussion while we were all throwing. And so this is the recap of that. It's pretty long. So, um, yeah, so if you want to skip through or listen to the whole thing, you can. But it's, um, you know, there's some gold tidbits in there. So, okay, enjoy it. I'm looking like Becca over here. Yeah. I was like, are you trying to make Becca because you're Ryan totally stole my style this summer. The swirls? Yes. Um, I don't know how to tell you this. No, I'm kidding. You stole about, swirls. You know she patented I got about, swirls, okay? Is this recording right now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I know I didn't do swirls, but I, it was so funny. That like, should be the opening of your episode. Just be like, right? pick a patented swirls. You can't steal it, Ryan. <laughs> you know what? I probably could patent and then I could be, I could be one of those idiot like. And then you'll, you'll have to have a parental advisory on your episode because Mister says fuck all the time over here. We already, well, Mr. we Reich. actually don't. Mister Reich. Mister Reich says after class. Kids know it, and I'm like, I say fucking for the administrators too, and they're like, they're like, yep, you're pretty much stuck with me. Well, not only it is really hard. As a tenure teacher, like I care a lot. My my kids tell me they're like, you're like the you're like the only you're like the most like ad, you're like the biggest advocate for students. Because because I'm like yeah like some of your classes are dumb. They're like what? I'm like yeah like that's dumb. Like, like what? Some of those classes are dumb. Um well I'm kind of conspiracy theorist so I'm like U.S. history. Like Star Wars. Like half of it's made up. Half of it's like you need to learn that version of the truth for the take the test, but we don't know. But I'm not gonna go political. Look at that. <laughs> I put them. I put the computer in front of me wow, so I wouldn't so slurp water on it, and I just did. You wanna tilt it at an angle? Or do you want like a box to prop it up higher? And all so the it's... like tests they have to take and learning to the tests. Yeah. Um, our semester is really dumb. Our I'm school year is really, really, really So look what I got going on here. I got my little stripey. Our school year is really stupid. We start in like September. Yeah. They go all the way to winter break. They have two weeks off, and they come back. And they have two weeks of school, and they have a week of finals, and everything yeah. that happens in that two weeks, they forget. Yeah. So like chemistry. Oh yeah. They really. Oh know. yeah. Math. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we start that later in like a little bit. Maybe. It's dumb. Like, they should have a break. Like, they need a break. Like, they need don't a break. Finish, don't should I just make a big Orby thing? Orby. Yeah. This is just going to be a big Orby thing. Alright, so for those listening that did not know what's going on, we are in St. George, Utah. We're in we are? the Tilted Kiln. No! In St. George, Utah at ClayCon West. And we're not throwing in our studio solo. 
Ryan Who's Reich. Ryan Reich, Andrew Linderman, Becca Otis. They're not going to know which one of us talks like what now, because you said our names. Okay, say it, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I it's like this. Hi, my name is Ryan Reich. I'm a high school ceramic teacher and ceramic artist from Yorba Linda, California. Look at that. Profesh. Nice. Andrew, your turn. I'm Andrew Linderman. I am a full-time potter. Potter. From Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Go Packers. Fuck the Packers. Packers. Go Bears. <laughs> FTP. We'll say that. Edit. Hi, I'm Becca one. Otis. No, we don't edit. From Five Lines Pottery. From Five Lines Pottery. And I am a sellout. <laughs> you got your patent. Finally, you made Becca. it. Finally! No, made it. You sell out. And I'm Ryan Durbin from Southgate, Kentucky. And I'm the only one not presenting this weekend, so I'm just kind of along for the ride. He's also a copycat. I am. Yeah, he stole back his swirls. <laughs> All of them. So we're basically just working on stuff the night before the... Basically before the conference heavy stuff starts tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, Ryan's cutting out Nikes. I'm swooshing. Swooshing. <clears throat> I'm presenting... I'm the first presenter. On Saturday morning, so. Ooh. Yeah, tomorrow morning at eight, right? Eight thirty. First on Saturday morning. Are you a morning guy? I'm a. I have. I have small children and. Yeah, he's a morning uh, guy. A high school by teacher, so by default, he has to be. Yeah. <laughs> my internal clock is like it's six thirty. Why are you still asleep? And I'll wake up, and then like, today I was like, oh, I can go back. To sleep. I'm kind of glad it took me like three days to get over a time zone because I'm not. I don't feel all. You don't weird. have a big adjustment immediately. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, listeners, I drove here from Milwaukee. <laughs> That's a long drive. Over how many days? I left Tuesday morning, drove to Wichita, Kansas, and I did a workshop for Isaac Shoes High School class and an artist talk afterwards. And then Isaac cooked me some ribeyes. Nice. <laughs> and then I took off Thursday morning and drove to Flagstaff, Arizona, and stayed with the buddy Johnny Arvizu. Oh, nice. At Northern Arizona University in Flagstaff. And then this morning I drove up to St. George, Utah, which was like the most beautiful drive. There's fire in the There's studio! There's fire in the camp! <laughs> yeah, why don't you want to introduce other people in the room? Oh, yeah. And in the background, come over here. Introduce yourself. Say hi. Who are you? Where are you from? Hi, I'm Denise Mukmore Young. I'm from the Dallas Fort Worth, Texas area, and I am raccooning. So she's setting fires in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so the um, indoor the fire was me. It's all my fault, but it's all put out. It's good. It's a controlled fire. Controlled fire. Uh, controlled yeah, burn. It's, it's in like a coffee pot. It's in, or yeah. what is that? It's like a little pot. Yeah, it's, it's a pot that you cook like rice. A dollar store pot. Dollar yeah. Store pot. Oh, where's my little one? All right, Victoria, your turn. I'm Victoria Pomelini, and I am a prop maker and a ceramic artist. Uh, I moved to the U.S. in 2017, so I've been... Uh, before that, I was uh, making stuff in Sweden, uh, where I lived uh, previously. Where do you live now? 
I live in Southern California, also in Orange County, about 20 minutes from Ryan. Yeah. Yep. We drove up on. We drove up yesterday, Thursday. Yeah. And Thursday. Yes, Thursday. Thursday yes. In the dark, so we didn't see the beautiful drive-in. Yeah. We yeah. just saw dark. And Andrew, how many miles miles did you say you just put on your car? From two thousand. And two. <laughs> and I think it's up to like two thousand ten now. That I had to run to Michael's miles. to get corks. Because flasks don't hold liquid well without corks. No, I think I'm going to ruin this, right? Yeah, it yeah. got too thin. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's kind so of that was a new play, I guess, right? Yeah. This is why I'm doing this tonight. <laughs> I'd love it if I just did this like a during my tomorrow. demo on Sunday. I really like that. It's actually, it's a little George Ory right now. I like it a lot. Can... Oh, almost. Mm. Oh, I almost got it. I'll get this straightened out right in the center. Now it doesn't look cool. I, I think it doesn't look cool because it needs like some accent handles. Yeah. Yes. So Ryan gets to start the demos and stuff tomorrow, and then Becca and Andrew like finish out the end of the conference. Yeah. So, oh, uh, what's better to be the end or the beginning? You know, when I was in uh, art, when I was a student, I always and critiques. I, I always like to go first because. Um, there was like less expectations yeah. and like I could set the expectation or I didn't have to like be stuck in my own head and worrying about what other people were going to do and have to compare myself or I would like to go last so I could try to like be better than everybody Ta -da! else. Yeah. I was like, like F you. I never wanted to go in the middle. I wanted to end or like it's like pro wrestling. You either want to go first or you want to go last. Yeah. But I you can like, get lost. I always thought you get lost in the middle. I like going second because then you have a little bit of like I know what's going on. Yeah, but something that makes it people are settled in a little bit. And yep. Their comments are better. Well, or, or it's just like the person, like, like everybody's like, oh, okay, this is what's going on. Yeah. And I feel like I have a better, um, like, I understand what's happening in the situation better. Did you attend critique? Did you get a BFA and stuff and do critique? Oh, I have a I have a Bachelor of Arts in Chemistry. <laughs> bachelor of Arts in Chemistry. How yeah. does that work? Because I went to a liberal arts college, so oh. I had to take a bunch of different general eds and stuff oh okay so i like your handles i i this is i'm gonna like put this on joe's desk <laughs> you should <laughs> this is one of your workshop artists dearest roar <laughs> so yeah so yeah i'm okay going first first i was like and then i'm like because oh, you, you want to get to set preferences right huh like, you no, I, I had no, of... I had no, we had no input on when we, uh... I'm sure if we would have said something, he would have done something. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I didn't, definitely didn't say anything, but at the same time, I was, had the initial, like, oh no, I'm, I'm like, oh wait, I'm first, yeah. and then it was like, oh wait, I'm first, I'm, I'm, I used to like, I used to like that, Yeah. So. and then it's good, because I can do my thing, and then the rest of the conference, I can basically just, like, Chill out. And Chill you know. out and like I figure like I told Victoria I can like assist her if she needs help. Yeah. Like, if you need yeah. help. Yeah. Mm, Kevin's probably He's got it. So yeah. I won't. Yeah. I'm gonna try to do one of your twisty things. <laughs> the facets <laughs> with the I'm copying you can't steal, you can't steal somebody's idea. What do I make that's a twisty thing? The facets, facets and then you bulge it facets. out so that it Corkscrews. It twists. It's not a swirl. 
twist. It can twist. twist it can twist if you want it to twist. It can. Well, they usually twist a little bit. I actually try to have them not twist very much. When I was an undergrad, I used to do the faceting, but I used to do like a ziggy zag faceting. Oh, yeah. So it was like, yeah, and one of the best compliments, I think I told your wife uh, yesterday, one of the best compliments I ever got was I made like a like a skinny neck base that had that like texture on it. Uh -huh. And I gave it to somebody and they were flying and they got like pulled over by TSA because they thought it was a weapon. So it had like a handle, uh -huh. it had a little bit of weight to it because I had to throw them kind of thick to do the faceting. Uh -huh. Especially to do that like deep ziggy zag kind of, right. and it had like a really strong, like perfectly hand sized handle, and it had like a kind of a round like mace kind of looking so thing. Like a club and it was like or spiky. something, or it was like a ball with like a handle. Oh. But the ball was like kind of spiky. Yeah. And it was this like you know middle aged like mom of like five <laughs> like grown children, and she was like, I just visiting my children, and one of their like friends gave me this thing. That, that was one of the best bags, compliments man. I ever got. Like, wow, they thought it was a weapon. I felt bad that she got, like, sidelined for yeah. half hour with TSA agents questioning her. That she was going to... Come on, you don't But this was this like But this was, like, close to 9-11. Oh. It was, like, 2001, 2002, 2003. So, cause I remember it was when I was an undergrad. So it was, like, 2003, I think. You got the other one out. Do they have nothing under No. No wing nuts. Yeah. Well, I don't care about the, them wiggling. I, this yeah. is what I do at home. But mine are long enough where I can push into the bottom. These are short little shrimpy. Oh, that one was longer. So, Andrew, what are you talking about at the... In your uh, volume and texture. So I'll be doing some faceting. Um, but also some other textures and just kind of exploring. Um, I've had a lot of fun exploring how the texture changes um, when I'm throwing the pot from the inside out and adding volume to it. Yeah, because you're doing a little more stamping and besides just the facets. You're kind of yeah. like known for facets and yeah, the corkscrew with certainly the facets. A part of it. But. It's facet needing. It's facet needing. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Dad joke. Dad jokes for days. I've never heard that joke before. I'm sure Oh, and you like the movie Ghost? Because <laughs> I never heard that one before. <laughs> I want my dad to play in my classroom all day. That song. That song. Unchained melody. Yeah. Forever. <laughs> uh. And what are you talking about, Becca? Well. I don't know. You're still no. figuring it out. You're still ironing <laughs> right? out. Like, what? Efficient, efficiency, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm like really ADD and I just messed this up. Oops, um, I stole it I am talking about, yeah, efficiency while throwing. And right now I'm not presenting that well. In this <laughs> moment, at least. But yeah, we're just going to talk about how you can take smaller steps to uh, to make your pieces a little bit more efficient when you're throwing on the wheel so that you can spend more time on everything else instead of 
instead of your just throwing like you know cause or you can make a hundred mugs in a morning instead of five yeah and then you could spend the yeah, rest like, of your I make four I make three in time to make a hundred no I mean you sp you you made six how many mugs did you throw today six you made six in the time that I threw 25 pounds yeah so and then I made but I made a bunch of other parts to, but yeah and then I mean, yeah. but you're also like your batch of Sneaker mugs. Are you making like 20 at a time or are you making like, like six, six yeah. at a time? Six okay. at a time is comfortable. Yeah. Six mugs takes me like four nights. Four nights of like two to four hours of working. Okay. So, and then to glaze them is another, another couple nights, another night. Yeah. So I usually like make a bunch and then like the last batch I had like, like 30 or so bisque pieces. Mm -hmm. And I just like been glazing all those. Yeah. I feel like well, watching your process today, I feel like it's it's really. I mean, it's good. It's like you have a lot of things that you. There's a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, you have a lot of things that you. There's a like, lot of stuff going on. Yeah. I've made. But it, you've made shortcuts for. Oh no, yeah, I've got shortcuts. I've gotten more efficient as I've done. Yeah. Gone through the steps over and over and over and over again, and it's like oh I don't do that I do that like. Yeah. And what do you like the most of that? Because there's like. Eight steps in every okay. mug you gotta do. This is what I do. I don't know what's my. I don't know what my favorite. I mean, the whole making of just like making the Yo, parts like, and putting what? it together as a whole, I like <laughs> so way the more than the construction. The construction. Yeah, because the throwing is really only a small part of it at this point. That's just kind of like your template. That's just like the foundation. Right. It's like the walls, and I could totally build it out of slabs. I thought about it, but there's a part of me that's like the potter in me that like has to be. Rooted in the wheel. The has wheel. to be rooted in the wheel, but then beyond just something on the wheel. And I could throw it without a bottom so I can use my press mold and Yeah. I feel like with all these parts and when I'm kind of I, I make these like oval bases and it are or like my flasks, for example. And like I'm throwing the body of the flasks, but it gets done and it's like kidney shaped. Like I could slab build it probably, but it wouldn't like I can throw it faster than I could make yeah. a slab. Even though the and the designs, the, the top and the bottom are, to the are slabs too. Yeah. Yeah. So I used to make those oval vases like all the time, or like I used to make oval like bowls. So the process I'm doing is totally stuff I've done before. I just did it in a different context. So like throwing it without a bottom and adding a slab and putting it together and adding handles. That's stuff I've been doing. It's just it's the next step in my evolution, my process. And now I do like all this like kind of high tech with like laser printed stuff, a laser cut and 3D printed stuff, and like a, like handmade tools made out of like chopsticks and mm -hmm. toothpicks. And you're using those for adding some of the textures and the, the impressions what? on the your what? pieces, or you're just making those tools for? No, yeah, like the stitches I do. I have all these oh. little different little stitching tools I made. Like this is like a double stitch for parts, and then I made. This one is like a single stitch, and I have another one that's like the, the quadruple. You, are you doing that because you haven't found something that can simulate that, like a yeah. pie, a pie crust? No, the, I've tried of, the roller, and I don't like the roller. I don't have as I don't. It's not as refined and like well. I don't have tight. as I don't have as much control. It's easy for it to kind of get away. So yeah, it's a little longer for me to like stamp it by hand, but it makes it. What? It's a little bit more it's like it's more raw like crafts. It's more, it's yeah, it's more detailing. So, 
So yeah, I think part of like my process is really like giving myself a problem and then creating the, like I make a problem and I make the solution by making like tools out of right. like super basic. Like, well, most of my you can see most of my tools are like I don't know. They're just handmade, yeah. They're like super good. Like like I I started making tools as a t high school teacher because my students would just like. They don't appreciate a $5, like, Kemp, Kemper Pro needle tool, mm -hmm. where I can make them for, like, 15, 20 cents each, and they're right. just as efficient yeah. and way cheaper. And I like the, like, I like my ghetto-ness, because that's, like, a pretty sweet needle tool. Like, I ain't gonna lie. Like, yeah, that's nice. It's a poultry stitching tool, so when uh, you get, like, your turkey, you can, like, stitch it back up or something. Right. So it's poultry needles, and you just cut the little eye off it into the bamboo and nice. I got my uh, my like comb tying glued into the thing that makes a nice clean up tool and my yeah that's how you get that texture oh. the most tedious way possible individually stamping it <laughs> no there's, there's a more tedious way I thought you were doing each individual line. one of those it's four of them but I know I thought it was it's, tighter than that but yeah, it's pretty tedious. Stamps are pretty awesome. Nice. <clears throat> Did you start doing the stamping because you were looking for just something to mix it up? Or you just wanted to... Oh, that's cool. Welcome back, Becca. Thanks! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... I was thinking about um, one of my mentors, Steve Rolfe. Um, he doesn't do a whole lot on social media, but he's a super fantastic potter. I love those people. The he makes amazing, super amazing pots. Um, he's from River Falls, Wisconsin. Um, anyways, so we were talking and I was having like a hard time. I was, he was, he was, uh, helping me, uh, edit uh, an artist statement. <laughs> and I was having a hard time coming up with like some of the descriptive words I was using. Um, and so he was like, you should come up with like a few words, just singular words, like four of them or five words that you want to describe your work. I'm paraphrasing here. And uh, so I was kind of thinking about that. And then once I think about like the bigger picture of like what I'm trying to say with my work, then I was like, the facets are only like one means to the end. So then I was kind of like, well, I'm going to try some other stuff because that's like ultimately the facets aren't what my work's about. It's about because you, you get picture. become known as the facet guy. Or well, yeah, I mean, and it's it's like the most recognizable thing that I'm doing. But if I started doing a bunch of this, then. That might change. Expanding your. So what did you what did you come up with? Did I miss that part? I started using some of these texture stamps, and so just some other ways of adding texture to the pieces that aren't facets. So what were your four words? Did you do you remember those four words? Um, I, the words that I came up at the time, I don't think I remember, but um, some of the words that I like using to. Um, described as I, I would want, if somebody were to pick up my pots, I'd want them to think that it was considered. And uh, um, a lot of my memories as a kid, I, I was spent a lot of time outside as a kid. And so 
um, with like friends and family camping. And so there's like a certain amount of like, you just did a whole bunch of work or things during the day and then you go back and you're working together to like make a meal and it, then you're cooking it over this fire and it's like this very wholesome and everybody's putting their effort and like love into it to nourish you. And so it's like the same sort of like- so It's like a shared ownership and a shared like Yeah, but like goal. if somebody's picking up, they're like, oh, this person put care and effort into making this. And so oh, okay. when they're using it, they feel like they're being taken care of. Oh. So like that's one of the things that yeah. I think about. Um, the texture I'm using now, which is kind of like a parquet, <laughs> I guess would probably be the closest. But it reminds me a lot of like uh, quilts and uh, yeah. my stepmother and um, a lot of my you know, my my wife's family um, and my uh, stepsister are all quilters. And so we have a lot of homemade quilts at home. I wanted to like learn to quilt. Oh my gosh, I that could would be never do I would it. Love it's it. like, I'm like, I could make one square, but I'm so impressed with it. It's like, you just made 30 squares and then you have to put them all together because they can't be like off by more than like a yeah. 16th of an inch you after that. you strung together like a king size bed worth of them. And it just right. blows my mind. Blows my mind. It's gotta right? be so detailed and so I'm not precise. like anal enough. Yeah. <laughs> I surprisingly like am. I could do that. Because it's so like It's so precise. And, yeah. yeah. I have a very split personality. Also, have you considered your name being multifaceted? <laughs> what? <laughs> Andrew Linderman? <laughs> How is my name multifaceted? Andrew Linderman, multifaceted. <laughs> because you didn't want it to be just facets. <laughs> I thought Ryan was supposed to have the dad jokes. <laughs> that ain't a dad joke. <laughs> that was a ooh. That's a bad joke. That was a bad joke. <laughs> I mean, that was very funny. Good yeah, job. so right now I'm putting... We all laughed. ...a bunch of these stamps on what, like a... 10 inch tall cylinder <laughs> which is and just it's stand, very time is about an inch and a half by an inch and a half yeah <laughs> i'm on like row five and i'm like just over halfway so you're doing some more stamping do yeah. you have some like um some rolling like cylindrical stuff that you're kind of rolling in different pat that aren't so tight as well that you're letting the volume kind of well, determine where that line's gonna go that's not so when I go to push it from the inside out um, it the you know the the widest part of it's gonna kind of get stretched to the point where you can't really see the texture at all mm -hmm. and then the parts that are you know nice and close together it's gonna be really clear and deep yeah so um, and you're still doing you're still gonna do the wood fire stuff you still, yeah. the wood fire is going to be constant throughout. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, uh, last year I kind of overcommitted myself to a number of different things during the year. And so this year I'm toning back some things or trying to do things in a little more strategic manner. So it's With not like. what, like the work you're making or the Yeah, and just like, so I'm not, or... like, instead of, um, so I've been firing with a friend, Amy Song in her train kiln, which is in Chicago, and it's like it's like a two-hour drive from me. So, right. like, instead of firing with her, like, like three shelves of work, or two shelves of work, two different occasions, I'll be firing four shelves of work once. 
Right. Okay. So just like just using more my efficient. time. Yeah. yeah. And that sort of thing. So. Is that to give you, like, to get you back to, like, kind of making a body of work? And then that kiln load is going to show your body of work for that one experience? Um, I think that part of it is definitely being able to, like, say, oh, I can put, like, a full range of forms in one kiln load. Um, and which, also you're kind of working to a deadline, sort of, for that, too, right? Yes. Um, sorry, I'm trying to concentrate at the same time. No, con no concentrating. <laughs> <laughs> multitask! 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 You want to multitask! Multitask, multitask. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm not a, the greatest multitasker in the world. But, um... So what you're scaling I... down the wood fires with that, that one person. So you're yeah, going to cut it I'm... down to, like, one instead of yeah. two. Yeah, and, and uh, I'm sure you can relate to this with, like, art fairs and that sort of thing. I'm trying to do cut back by a couple. How many did you do, do last year? Um, total number of sales I had in the year was 28. Holy some crap. of them were only, like, a one-day thing. Some of them like were shows? a three-day thing. Yeah. Okay. 28 wow. plus a, a couple online updates and... A couple wholesale-ish kind of orders and stuff. How's online yeah. doing for you? How's what? Online. online doing for you. Not where I want it, but I also don't, like, really... Are you trying to hold yourself I don't to Kurt do, Hammer with my like, online sales, yeah. you know? But are you holding yourself to do, like, an update every three months or something like um, that? This or? year I'm trying to do an update <sighs> once a month once of a month. just 15 pots. Oh, that's a good number. Okay. Um, so that's which, manageable. Which is pretty manageable, like, for me. Do you um, have 15 finished pots anyways? It's just like getting them photographed and getting them on the site. Yeah, yeah. Because like um, anybody who's done shows and like does a circuit of shows, um, like in this like this past summer I had six weekends in a row that I had shows. So like I have to have a pretty substantial inventory right. going into it. Um, otherwise, you know, you don't have... So it's just a matter of like, okay, well I'm going to pick like my 15 favorite pots because um, the other thing with the online sales is um, you know the person's not picking up the pot so I want to make sure that they're really quality right so like they know what they're the, gonna the get ones that they... I put online like I feel like are definitely like your best about the, the best. well yeah and it's not like the ones that I bring to shows are like not good pots it's just I like if I've got they can sell better 20 to a person that's physically there because they can pick it up and they can look at it and they can experience it right and they have also a bigger selection at a show yeah so i'll pick like the five that i like the best that are like maybe a representative of my work also i've noticed like my wood-fired work typically sells better online yeah I can um, see that. so that i nice. usually lean towards having more wood-fired work on my website and also like you want to put something online that's going to have the best chance of selling Correct. Like that's, yeah. You're not going to spend that effort and the time to photograph and all that if you're not confident. Yeah. It's going to sell. <laughs> yeah. And or I that you can afford is... to let it sit for a week or two if it doesn't sell immediately or however long. Yeah, and I think I think, kind of looking back on this past year is we I have, kind of like a gallery wall set up in our home office, so we have the space for me to have. Stuff that like I have listed online just sitting there. Right. Right. And when it sells, I can grab it off the wall and pack it up and ship it. That's great. So I'm, I'm and then I'm also hoping that like once it gets into show season, I have a number of people that are like, well, do you have stuff listed on your website? And it's like, well, I have a small selection listed on my website. 
Right. But I've definitely had people like buy something from me at a show or not buy something from me at a show, and then like a month or two later, I'll get an email. Oh, you don't have anything on your online store, but I really want to get something now, or that sort of thing. So I'm trying to like is that a lot more handholding one on one, and just getting them to the pot that they want to find? Or I mean, it... I've I've done that, but it's also like if I just had fifteen or twenty pots up on my website, they would have just at all times. Bop. Right. And then it's like, oh, cool. I'll pack it up and ship it. Mm-hmm. And then I don't have to spend 20 minutes digging, ask, you know, emailing the person back and forth and being like, well, what sort of pot are you looking for? Right. And here, let me take 18 picture, crappy pictures of my yeah. phone and send them to you. And then, you know, it's like. I've uh, I've got on, like, Instagram and done video kind of thing. I haven't done one-on-one videos, but, like, I might do a little, I might record a video showing them a selection of six or eight. So I'm not doing so much photographing and yeah like um and i started for my home sale this year i did some like i encourage people like if you couldn't make it to my home sale that i do like some video shopping and i had probably four or five people that were like someone like was in colorado for example and they wanted to get like a sake bottle kind of thing and some cups for her husband and so she's like oh, can I just, can you just like take a video of the, and then we'll, and so it was worked out really well because then she can see, oh, that's how big it is compared to my hand. And you can look at every side of it in the video. And then, you know, we can, I can literally just, while she's on there in the video, be like, okay, do you like these two cups with it or these two cups with it? Right. And and plus they feel like it's more like tailored customer service and exactly. they're probably more likely to buy. They're not going to dip out on you. Yeah. Like at an art show and they'll, somebody <laughs> else walks up and they, you show your, your attention to them and then it gives them kind of an out to walk away. Yeah. You know, you're one-on-one with this person. <laughs> nice. Do you, so do you cycle out those 15? Like if they don't sell, do you take them down and you put another 15 up so that it drives I think urgency gonna, that it's not going to be up there at all times? Or do you just keep it I, and you just add to I'm going to, so this year I'm going to try just um, leaving it up. And then at the end of the, like when I have my home sale, I'll take my whole online store down at my home sale. Mm-hmm. If there's pots it, left. And what, hopefully uh, in a perfect world, I just, everything's sold out by the holidays. I'm using Squarespace, so I'm just selling everything on my own. Have you considered, uh, I switched over to Weebly, and it's through Square, so you can actually sell through Square and sell the inventory that you have on your website? Yeah, then I have to have like the labels sorted and numbered and if they get mixed up with my other inventory and then if I'm at a show and I go oh this one had a special label on it oops oops <laughs> yeah like there's just I'm trying to limit I mean the, I don't do it but I was just saying yeah um, and I looked into that and like Stripe which is what Squarespace uses doesn't integrate well with um, well it doesn't integrate with QuickBooks yeah. <laughs> so does. we have like a workaround oh Square's great with QuickBooks yeah um, so like that's kind of a pain in the patootie. I know. I just switched from Squarespace to, uh, to Square. But I, I really like the website me? builder. Huh? Like Squarespace's actual, um, like their website builder. Um, I built my website and then rebuilt my website and I built a website for, um, we started, uh, Milwaukee Minecraft Studio Tour this fall, mm-hmm. and I built the whole website for that using Squarespace as well. Right. And like their website builder is really slick, and I think stuff looks really professional. And you can 
I mean, there's a lot of people out there that just use like the standard, oh, look, it's a white Squarespace template kind of thing. But right. um, once you know like a little bit, you can really like Time. tweak some of the colors and make stuff that's, uh, you know, looks, looks branded, out. you know? So you're like, oh, yeah. well, if Time. I have postcards and it's the same sort of like color scheme and font and everything's that same color scheme and font, you know, someone can Time. get a postcard or flyer for like our studio tour and then they go to the website and they go, oh, I'm definitely at the right spot because it all looks cohesive right? or has like the same feel, mm -hmm. um, which I'm sure Weebly or whatever can do it too, but yeah, it's kind of what I'm used to. And it's at this point, I'm like, I don't want to spend the time relearning exactly. yeah, something else. Yeah, there's so many options out there. Fine. And like, I'm a web developer by trade, so I... I think I empathize with people. Can that I see the time? It's, it's not an easy skill for everybody to do, and it's a lot of. It's their learning curves there for sure. I'm throwing this too thin. I mean, I could it's be taking. Like 50 then. I could be giving people a little oh, I see, I see, I see. less okay. of a uh, break. Like, like they could probably know more than I think yeah. they yeah. know I nowadays. Learning how to develop their own like website or whatever, but. Yeah. I just thought that. God dang it. Oh, ben. I think you need to use the. Oh, wait, you're using content, aren't you? Yeah. Use a little, don't you usually use stuff with a little more grit to it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Maybe I mean. Try I, the dark play. Let the darkness <laughs> take over. Why are you no, because it's going to bloat when I fire it up to tone 8. Because <laughs> you're going to take it with you. Uh, well, I mean, I want the option to take one or two pots with me. Mm -hmm. And so. And this is I, this is the biggest thing I think I put that texture on to date. I put it on a lot of, like, mugs. <laughs> but yep. So, I yeah, not a 10-inch cylinder. But it's also just a matter of, like, I just need to leave a little more clay before yeah. I, to get it the shape I want it. And it's kind of, like... Not That's me, sorry. Distracting huh? environment. Not it's distracting. Me. Well, and I've, I've, <laughs> talking and I've not thrown this clay body before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's new variables. Yeah. Does Does Joe have any sand laying around? I'll just wedge some sand into it. I can't spiral wedge. I mean, I can, but it takes a lot to get there, and I get frustrated in the process. And then you switch sides halfway. What's the point of that? Then you just, aren't you just like messing up what you're doing? No, so when you're spiral wedging, they'll like, oh, this is totally. This is great audio. This is great audio. No, this yeah. is fine, actually. So when you spiral wedge, the, <laughs> are still the, listening the cone, listen to the, the tip of the cone <laughs> gets wedged really well, but the middle of the fat end does not get does wedged not. as well. So, so you switch it and then finish out on the so other side. So I, I do one way and then I switch the and do the other side. And then I also feel like I'm not like favoring one wrist over like the other. You're kind of like balancing it back and forth. Yeah, I just do it a bunch one way and then I switch it and do it a bunch the other way. Oh, and but then yours I go doesn't do the little cone shell thingy, right? The shell thingy, does it? I mean, it's coning on the bottom. A little bit, okay. Yeah, so like the, the coney so shell bit. Like a slightly different version of what you're talking about. It has like a yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. Where it does, it looks like the a same thing. It's just like a, it's like a more controlled yeah. thing. It's also like his big hands and it's, it's a little, yeah. It's, it's also uh, mine looks more like that if I use like twice as much clay as yeah. I have. Right, your hands are ginormous. I have bear paws. Bear paws. Bear, bear, bear paws are 
on Air Sausage Fingers. Let every play lead the way to victory. I have five bucks for you. <laughs> I, no, my hands are all palms. I just have huge palms. <laughs> I went to the Rams game, the Bears-Rams game in LA, and the Bears scored, and there's all these Bear fans around there, and I'm like, okay guys, this is what we do, when the Bears score, you sing the fucking fight song. <laughs> and I'm singing it, and all, they're all looking at me like, dude, look at that guy singing some dumb song about the Bears. I'm like, you fake fans. Like, I'm just older than... Just say, you I'm fake fucks. Go Packers! <laughs> Good luck this weekend. Hopefully very, we very, beat very the 49ers. Well. We need to redeem ourselves. Well, you beat the Seahawks, first... right? Yeah. Last well, week. you do have, what, 16 men on the field. There's five referees, five, five refs, <laughs> <laughs> plus the 11 players. So 16 versus 11. <laughs> they probably have a good chance funny. of winning. I know. No bitterness in my heart. <laughs> You're never sarcastic For either, everything. I'm sure. That's okay. I'm going to hell. It'll be an awesome party. <laughs> Me and whoever killed De Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> he didn't kill himself. Was that that sign that we saw yeah. today? What did it say? Oh, we sell guns. Yeah. Also, and Jeffrey Epstein didn't, Epstein didn't kill himself. Kill himself. <laughs> yeah. That was a callback to a conversation we had while we were driving. Yeah. That only makes sense to three of us. <laughs> Yeah, I was not in on that. Yeah. yeah, there's a gun shop as we were driving by. It's like just one. There was only one. Well, the one that we drove by, the one that's between here and uh, the the center, the yeah. Dixie Conference Center. So, in Wisconsin, every town has like ten, two churches shops. and three bars. Yeah. Right. I don't care how small the how small the town is. <laughs> every church has like two churches and three bars. I feel like when I was driving through Utah, it's like every town has two churches and a gun shop. <laughs> I feel like in Colorado, it's like five churches and 20 gun shops. <laughs> California, it's like weed shop, weed, weed shop. shop. No, not really. <laughs> but that's the stereotype. I'm not going to mess it up this time, guys. Sure. Here you are. I'm just need to not throw this thing. It's a vase. It can be hefty. Hefty. It's not, hefty, meant, to be, it's not meant to be picked up. It's not meant... Ground. You don't... People don't walk around carrying yeah. a vase with them everywhere. Yeah. You, yeah it's on a until shelf. Until they buy it. That's the, that's the time when oh, they pick if it they, up. If they want to buy it, I'll, I'll walk it to their... The car. The for car them. for them? Or give them like a cloth bag or something that's... Yeah, or I usually have like a couple cardboard boxes with me. Yeah. yeah. If they, if somebody gets a big pot, I'll give right. them a box. Or um, a lot of times some of the art fairs, like the people live right in that, like whatever tiny little town yeah. it is. Well, not necessarily a tiny town, but they live pretty close. And uh -huh. so there have been a couple times where they're like, well, I don't want to carry it around with me. And I was like, well, you can just come get it at the end of the day. Yeah. Or when you're done walking around and have them pay first. Always have them pay first. Always get you their say, phone I, number. I would like and get their yeah and get their phone number. Um, oh man, there was one person at a show this summer 
who he bought a, like five pieces from me. And I wrapped them up, you know, and I was like, yeah, go to whatever, come back, wrap it up. Um, this is a show I did, a pop-up I did at the mall. And he had, he's like, oh, well, I had a Genius Bar appointment at Apple, and it took three hours. So you're <laughs> so like, I'm guy, closing up for the night. Well, no, but it was like, the guy had come in at like 11, and it was like 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm like. So you thought he forgot. I need to go grab some lunch, because you just walk away and grab your lunch. Did you get his phone number? No. So I was like, <laughs> but I knew what the guy's name was. And uh-huh. so I was like, tried to find him on Facebook. And like, <laughs> <laughs> like you live in Milwaukee, I live in Milwaukee. We have a mutual friend. <laughs> Checks in at Genius Bar. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh God. I hope this guy remembers his stuff. <laughs> uh... Up at the show that I do in the summer, there's one of the photographers, and it was so funny one time, he was like, well, yeah, like, my customer hasn't gone come back, and I was like, well, you got their phone number, right? And he, like, this is a guy who sells, like, thousands of dollars in photographs, like, he's been doing it for 18 years, and he's like, well, no, do you get their phone number? I'm like, every oh, so time. Oh, them. But, <laughs> <laughs> And he looked so dumbfounded. He was like, "What? Like, like that, you're that's a, smart, a really good. That's you're a good really idea. smart guy. Like, I would have <laughs> expected that to be a no-brainer for you." Well, it never occurred to me to ever get their phone number until this happened. And yeah. then I was like, "Oh, what if a person just like forgets?" Yeah, and then you're screwed. Yeah. yeah, and then I'm like, "Well, how long am I going to hold on to it for?" <laughs> yeah, even when you have your phone number, it doesn't matter. I've had a lady who's had a had pumpkins that they painted at the shop, and I've called her. And it's been bo- since October. And I mean, I'm sure you have that all the time. You need People signs like Joe there. has that says, if it's still here after 60 days, it's our days. property. It's right there. Oh, those are for the those stuff back for here. For guys. paint your pot at 60 oh. days. No, I have it on the cards that they get sent home with. Yeah. Right. I'm going to tediously restamp this. Oh, I'm sorry. I have a torch if that helps. That might help, actually. Oh, with this bee clay. Yeah, I probably need to... Not try throwing it all at once. No, I should be able to. I just need a knock. I threw this one a little thicker. Mm-hmm. Well, I have it if you need. Mister, well, I don't need their phone number. I didn't. Have, <laughs> I didn't say that. I said it's a good idea, and I started doing it. Yeah, definitely don't have the. Uh, oh, I'll come back and see you or something like that. All right. If those of you that have done art fairs, what's the silliest animal you've seen somebody bring with them to an art fair? Oh, those are my favorite. What's I'm a big fan of the people that seen? have people with like cockatiels on their shoulder. No. I've had lizards, snakes. Lizard I've never snakes. seen a lizard or a snake. Um. They're pretty tame. I don't have anything crazy. We had kittens. <laughs> I had somebody's dog, freaking Mark the corner of my booth once. Mm, we had a dog that shit in front I was of our pissed booth. About. That happens. I was more ticked off because the dog peed on my booth. Did he buy something? <laughs> no, the person just walked away awkwardly. And I was like, you're not going to clean that up? I said that to him and he just kept walking. <laughs> <laughs> One of my friends... And there was somebody, like, ne- like, somebody else that was at the art fair that I was at and they were like, did that person just walk away after their dog did that? And I was like, I don't know. Some people's children. Uh, one of my friends, he, there was this little kid in front of his painting, 
and he picked his nose and stuck a booger onto his painting. And then he, and then he walked away, and he was like, hey, come back here. And then the little kid and the dad was like, what? And he's like, he just stuck a booger on my painting. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was like a portrait he put on his nose? Or was I don't like... know. I don't know exactly where on the, the landscape. He's like it's a little tree. <laughs> he does do like really amazing forest. Uh, you have a lot of happy trees. Landscapes. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. He's from Wisconsin. Your friend? Yeah. Yeah. Pete Kornowski. I don't recognize the name. I think that you guys live in different areas. That's entirely possible, and also it's like. I feel, I mean, it's now that I've been doing more art fairs, I definitely have a lot more friends that are not potters, but I still, like, know way more clay people than, yeah. definitely. than like, random jeweler. You see those people at multiple shows, but you're like... Well, and it's not till, like, the fourth time you're at a show with them where you're like, hey, I think we've done a couple shows together. Hi, yeah. I'm Andrew. It's like, I don't whatever. wear jewelry, but, I mean, I see you all the time. Yeah, so well, and that's the thing is I'm like, I'll appreciate the heck out of some really nice jewelry. I don't even hardly ever wear my wedding ring because it just gets clay, and I can't throw with a wedding ring on. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, no really weird animals. I mean, I saw, like, a girl with a cat in the backpack. The one with, like, the little bubble on the back. Bubble. Or the cat in the stroller. That's happened a number of times. I've, seen I've that. not seen that. Cat in the stroller. I've seen dogs in strollers. I took a three-week-old kitten in a backpack to a play festival. But only because I rescued him Wow. Well, and you're also the artist sitting there. Right? Or was it... No, was oh, you were walking? Oh. I bet you attracted the crowd. Yeah. And all of the booth artists wanted me to come to the booth with my kittens. I would too. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. We, uh, yeah. Yeah, my wife showed up, well, helped me at some shows, and some of them, she'll bring one of our dogs, and then people are like, oh my god, puppy, cute. Yeah. Uh, in Leavenworth, since it's a tourist town, there's so many dogs. And, like, I feel bad for anybody who has a puppy because they don't get anywhere. They, like, walk. Oh, my God, your puppy is so cute. Walk. Oh, my God, your puppy is so oh, the cute. Puppies like, love it. Puppies over and love over it. and over and over. And they do love it. The, the parents may not. Don't bring your puppy. Don't bring your puppy. But, yeah, I don't know. If you're bringing an animal to a dog fair, you should make sure that it's well under control and will listen to you. Because, I don't know, I've had friends that are like, yeah, I had to break up a dog fight in front of my booth. And it's like, <laughs> Like, if you've got a dog that's reactive and you're trying to socialize it, great. Don't do that at an art fair where there's breakable things. Right. And, like, lots of people. Yeah. That's why I have hanging shelves. So dogs can walk under them. What about kids? That too. <laughs> Seriously. My problem with that is I have so many people that, like, especially, like, little old ladies, bless their hearts, they come in and they're, like, leaning heart. on the booth. You know what I mean? On, and like, your pedestals or something like that? Yeah, and I was a lot more, I used to be nervous about it when I just had, That's like, these folding sturdy. tables. My pedestals, those aren't going anywhere. So they were, like, because they're exhausted from walking around? Well, or just, like, leaning like, on like it. you know, 
you're walking around or it's a hot day and you just want to like lean on something because it's yeah there to lean on yeah and i feel like if they touched a i have some broken needle oh, tools got it. i got one i got a diy needle needle tool those are my two scratchy tools that have the same handle as a needle tool throwing tools around all right i'm gonna try to not mess this up this time guys we believe in you Okay, nobody ask me questions while I'm doing this. Thank you. No questions. No questions. Well, you right. guys can talk, but otherwise it's yeah, going to so be a I really boring podcast. I don't podcast. do a lot of art. I don't do the art fairs right Yeah, when's the last time you did an art fair? Ever? Like an art, like a art fair, I think. I don't know the market in South, South California. Are there a lot of them? I think that there's some good ones in LA. If you go like, to a lot, let's there's just like, like a month long one in down in Laguna. Yeah, there? there's a Sawdust Festival. Yeah, so like the beach cities are good. You all have great weather year round. So I mean. Yeah, and the sure um, LA has a couple, uh, you know, things that are cool. But like I do most of my sales online now because yeah. I just I get. It's easier to just do online sales. Well, you've got, like, kids to be home with. And yeah, things. and I'm lucky that I don't have to sell pottery to make a living, so yeah. it's all kind of like... It's like what you want to do It's most. like what I want to do with my time, and I think ultimately... Like, I like teaching, but I think ultimately I would like to not be a high school teacher, so that's why I think I've been focusing really hard over the last couple of years on, like, trying to be more of an artist and entering into shows and, you know... I think Instagram has done a lot to help me, like, oh, sorry. Expand be out. more engaged. Well, too. be more engaged. I think it was more of, like, the community. I'm, like, feeling a part of, like, a community again. Because, like, when you're a student, you're, like, taking classes, and you have, like, people you hang out and work with and get feedback from. And then I became a high school teacher, and it's, like, super isolating, and, like, you're in a bubble, and you don't... It's easy just to, like, be, like, I'm the teacher, and people, students come, and I make what I make, and it's, like, 20... 2014, 2015, I think I started like paying more attention and realized like, oh, there's like a big ceramics community on Instagram. And then I think in 2016, I started getting a little more serious. And mm -hmm. then it was like early 2017, I think I was really like, oh, like I'm a happier person when I'm like making stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. And then getting the feedback and like posting and getting like making new connections and kind of making friends and kind of like building that part up I think helped me get take it a little more like prioritize it because like once I got married and you know a lot of my time went to that and then then I had kids I think having kids made me kind of want to be more of an artist like oh I need this like me time back. So how old so, are your kids two and a half and four and a half. so they're still they're not needy at all no, but my oldest one is Owen Clayreich. Middle name is Clay, and then the young one is Nathan Ashreich. But I got the Clay and the Ash in there. In, in yeah. retrospect, I wish I would have just pushed for like Clayreich because Clayreich would have been a sweet name. That would have been a cool name for sure. But he's got the middle name. And everybody <laughs> would call him by name. both names, Clayreich. Clayreich, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. but yeah. I think this is a good profile. Yeah. No thick bottoms for you. No, no thick bottoms. The bottom's a little white on this. 
I think you should make it. You do a little trimmy on I like the roundy. I like the d the definition of the texture at the bottom. Like you mm. can see it very clear. Yeah. I like it at the top. We're so different. Well, I like I the. Like, <laughs> he was talking about the bottom, but I was like, I like how you can see the definition of. Yeah. It's like true. the foundation, and then it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Blown up. Watch, and then he takes all the texture. No, I'm just just one little just down at the bottom. Back to like the Instagram thing and selling online, I just feel like your work with the quantity you're making, like it caters to be finding a bigger audience that yeah. finding yeah. that niche market that will buy it versus yeah. like we you're don't working against pots. such a big Yeah, I'm a, I'm much different than your guys' like production quantity. Yeah. I, I don't be, make I used, nearly as many pots I mean maybe there's that. a big market for I probably make about the same sneaker amount of pots sneaker there's not brand things well, in Southern California, maybe. But it well, I thought about going to, to like those kind of people. There was a but thing in Anaheim called DesignerCon, which is like, uh, like I think that might be a place that might be more appealing <laughs> to my thing as opposed to like an art fair. Yeah, Super yeah. you should definitely go to DesignerCon. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's like a specialty time, like, sort of. I don't know if the online is kind of easy in its own you way. You should try to sell them on those like. Uh, you know they've got those like luxury shoe resale yeah. websites. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's where you need to but have yeah, them. But yeah, DesignerCon is definitely a good idea to try. There were there was a guy actually who did something I don't remember what he was doing, but he was That's using better. sneakers and taking them apart and making something. Oh making yeah, mass. making like sculptures. Yeah. Oh, I've seen the map. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, wow, there's definitely cool. like kind of yeah. a, a, a subculture market that I'm kind of yeah starting to get more into, and it's kind of. Oh, there's, I'm like, I'm, I've always liked being kind of like weird. Right. I've always been like the out, like, not my outcast, but kind of like, I'm going to do me. Oddball a little bit. I'm always been kind of like, I'm going to do it, you know what I want. Like with like the whole Chicago Bears thing. Like growing up in Southern California, I'm like the guy that likes the Bears and the Bulls F and the Cubs. Bears. Go Packers. And then it's like, everybody's like Dodger fans. And like, why do you like the Cubs? And they're like, Laker fans, Magic Johnson. Like, as long Magic as you're not Johnson, a Yankees like, fan, we'll get along great. Yeah. What? Oh, I'm not a Yankees fan. <laughs> I said, as long as you're not a Yankees fan, we'll get along great. I'm not a Cardinals fan either. I hate the Cardinals almost as much as I hate the Packers. But the, pa the Cardinals fans are just the best, though. They're the most amazing. Are they? No, they have, they have this reputation. Like, we're the smartest fans. Oh, really? We're like the most, like, best baseball I see, knowledge. I, see, I, see. So. I really like their stadium. Sure, everybody that's in St. Louis, like, they're listening, they're just like, who's this guy? F this guy. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how big our wheel talk market is in St. Yeah. Louis, Missouri, yeah. but. I think we're mostly okay. West Coast. Is that Bush, Bush Field? Bush Stadium. Bush Stadium? It's a that's really, a nice, really stadium. nice ballpark. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because you both really like baseball, right? I'm pro baseball. Pro baseball. I mean, I don't I like follow like sports baseball. super duper close, I like but I really enjoy watching them when I have the time to do it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm watching like, football bothers me because it takes so long. I really like the ballparks. Done. I don't know. They they each have their own personality in baseball. Yeah, oh, for sure. The Versus new, football and stuff. Like, there's only so, so nice many now. variations Fire! of football field can really have. Fire! Denise is raccooning indoors again. <laughs> Fire! <laughs> the, the new Twins Stadium. Ooh, that is nice. It's I saw that nice. during Inseca in 2018. Yeah. Um, I really should have. I should have talked to you and outdoors, right? gone with you guys because that's just a fun. Yeah. It was like the very first weekend of the season, you know? The first time we went there was my wife and I went. 
so it was cold. On it's exactly one year before we were getting married, because we were engaged. For, so we were like, noticed the date, and we're like, hey, it's like our preversary. Our preversary. <laughs> we're getting married exactly oh, no, one year from you today. Is that your custom form? Yeah. Oh. Custom GR pottery form. Custom GR. Yeah, Jeff Rotman's great. Wait, is that what their name is? Uh, Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids, Grand Rapids pottery Rapids, form? Michigan. G they're in Grand Rapids, Michigan. GR. Okay. Jeff with a J. Oh, Jeff okay. with a J, not with a G. Although, what? There are Jeffs with I, Gs. G yeah, I think he spells Jeff with a J. He does. Maybe it's like double GR. Uh, I think it's GR. Yeah, I don't know. Jeff's a good I guy. Met him at Alabama Yeah. It's beautiful. I think I it looks made really the good. bottom just a smooth skinnier, but it's good. Mm -hmm. it looks nice. It's got volume. It's got curves. <laughs> that's that's thick with grease already. We got here like 10. I know. Sorry. Are you going to be here all night, Denise? No. I'm like, when you guys listen. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh yeah, because we have the key. <laughs> oh really? I heard every single noise. I would die of happiness if I was alone in here. <laughs> Not that I don't like you guys, but like Well, that's how it seems. <laughs> no, like when I'm in my studio alone, I love it like just being there by myself, but then some of my stu students are like are you safe in there alone? I'm like, yeah. I love it. The door's Get out locked. of here. Like. <laughs> is, is, uh, what, what's your town again? Monroe. Is, yeah, is that like a sketchy town? <laughs> there's a lot of homeless, but yeah, it's pretty sketchy. But I feel like there's a lot of homeless on the West Coast in general. It's warmer. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, there's a lot less, uh. There's not a lot of homeless in, like, I mean, there's definitely homeless people in yeah. Milwaukee, but it's cold in the wintertime. Yeah, it's cold. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I'm fine with all the homeless guys. You, you, you have to say hello to them and treat them like a human, and the, most of them are just fine back. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. But it, it, it's a lot of drug, drug homeless. Like, lots of drugs. And, like meth? Yeah. Meth. Hardcore meth and heroin. Usually meth. You know them by name, and it's like, oh, that looks like that person, you know. But, you know, there's some of them, they're fine. They're some just got, shit happens. Yeah, shit happens. Like, shit happens, so. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know what to do. I timed Nice bottle. Thanks. Do you normally make those? No. I don't like bottles. They're useless. You can put a nice flower in What? A nice don't flower. Sell. I mean, you know what? That, if you're going to be doing more of your painting stuff, that could be an interesting canvas. That's true. Up. Like, you yeah. could do more of, like, the art piece on stuff like That's that. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. I just felt Did like... you use any of the stoppers I sent you? I tried. I tried to put it in a soap dispenser, and then it kept on 
popping out. I think that you on have the to have vertical. You can't have it really like yeah, a V-shape. Yeah, and also I want to stop glazing the inside. If I don't glaze the inside of the very top, if I just like mm. wax that part. Yeah, I think you told me that. Still and then it'll, it should stay. One of the, like, the oil stoppers, you know? I, yeah, the rubber, yeah. yeah. It pops out with the glaze. And then just like, like that. Maybe if you don't glaze, like, like a, the yeah. first would top become inch. a bottle. Like an oil bottle. Do you bottle. do those soap pumps, too? No, I, I just bought some actually off Amazon that I can E6000 like glue onto the top and then it's like you just screw it. Yeah. I tried the cork thing, but the corks are. It's I sent him some I just I always feel like those corks are too flaky though and they're too small. Yeah. I always feel like Make the soap pumps small. are like oh, these oh, yeah, to right. fit a pump inside. Yeah, I that cork. my problem with them has always been I feel like those soap pumps are like. It's oh, like cheap different. white plastic. It looks so bland, right? Yeah. Well, and it's I like... I mean, I get the black one. I have the ones mm. that are in the cork. They have a cork thing, and then the, the pump too. goes through But those cork. corks are, like, really big. They are big. I don't know. I just feel like the ones that are, like, the white plastic. Like, it's like... Want, like you have this nice one. piece of handmade pottery, and then you have this, like, chintzy-ass plastic right. white... Yeah, like... I mean, I got the black one. We'll see how the black one looks. I mean, on your pots, like, it wouldn't look... Like, no, neither yeah. of those two would look good. Yeah. The um, cork one? You know, and it's like, I'm just... I don't know, well, but I've, I've, the, I've, the I looked at soap itself. dispensers one time online, and I never saw, like, ones that were even, right. like, metal or something that, like, looked finished better, other than, like, like black plastic looks better than white plastic, but... Right. Yeah. That's. We'll see. I got the, the ones that I can glue on top of the... The top, and as long as it's narrow enough and it doesn't look awkward, like, it should be fine. And I'll see how it glues on top of the ceramic. Yeah. But I might need to leave those unglazed on the very top so that it sticks better, maybe. This, Becca. Yeah, hold on, let me get I'm gonna ghost you. <laughs> you get too fat and your arms are too short. Possible. <laughs> should get a photo of that. So that's how you do your pulls? That's my first pull. Oh. Huh. See, I always thought it was weird. Like, some people do, like, this thing. Oh, I see that. Kevin does like that, right? Kevin, Kevin went to Taiwan for, like, a year and, like, worked in the Taiwanese with, like, a... I think it was Taiwan. Yeah, he went to Taiwan. I think it was Taiwan for, like, a year. And I know he, like, worked with a guy there. And I know I think that changed yeah. his, like throwing style right yeah. I think he learned that from there but yeah I've tried that and it's just not because he's doing it with his left hand mostly right not his uh, right I'm not sure exactly I don't know it's, it's you, weird oh, just Here's for the, the people that are listening we're talking about when people flip their hand kind of over yeah upside, so upside down yeah so really close to their like yeah your outside. thumb let's say you're using your left hand and it's like a check mark oh they they're doing it like this with their left hand I think so no, they do it with the right with hand. Right? I think they're like. But it's like it's upside down. Like, That's just so ghosting me now. It's like Paul. Oh, it's got to be with their left hand because it doesn't work. <laughs> I don't. This is so awkward. Like, why would you? My like arm doesn't bend that way. But I don't it's know if like they're that. still like if this. they're still making contact on the right side to like push or if they're doing it on the left side because it wouldn't make sense. To All right, them. here's a random throwing question: When you center, do you plant? Your right hand or your left hand? Left. Uh, my left, because I'm pushing like, down on my right. Yeah. 
when you, oh, do you pull center? Do you pull? I go like you right pull hand. On the center. I just squeeze and go up, and then you do right hand. Because I do my right hand. I do right hand dominant. My, my left hand. hand. My whole on right top. hand's touching. And and my left hand's mainly the palm. I do left hand bottom, right hand so on you top. You keep your. Oh wait, right no, hand. no, that's a lie. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> she's talking about efficiencies over here. And... I know. Gosh. Look at me. Speaking of efficiency, I'm way less efficient when I have to talk to you guys. I'm, uh, I'm way less efficient. You're welcome. <laughs> Ryan, I'm still one of those. You know what? Play. You'll remember tonight. All those other days in the studio, you're just like, it's another day in the studio. It's a blur. <laughs> it's okay. a blur. So. Except for that one day that my dog tried to eat a Leatherheart bowl right after I trimmed it. <laughs> off the I was like, what the hell, <laughs> dog? They just looked at me like, well, you weren't petting me, you jerk. <laughs> Is there... There was a 2x4 over there on a sponge. I need a, a sponge oh, on a 2x4. Yeah, you for a block. 2x4 mm -hmm. on a sponge. I'm surprised he doesn't have bricks floating around. Why doesn't he have bricks floating around? <laughs> 2x4 on a sponge. You Becca is using the 2x4 to put under her left foot while she's throwing okay. so that gotcha. her feet are the same height. Gotcha. Do you normally throw standing up or sitting your ass? Um, sitting, but my wheel's normally up. Like, no, seriously. I, I, I'm sitting like this. Yeah. Like, my wheel head's normally about belly button height. Oh. Right. And you throw standing up, right? Standing you up. throw sitting? Sitting, I have to. I, I couldn't do standing up in my studio because my ceilings are too low. Oh. And <laughs> if I made a pot that was, like, over a foot tall, I would, oh, yeah. I'd have to stand on something else, and then I'd be royally effed. Yeah. <laughs> my head would be like in between the rafters, and it'd be worse. <laughs> so I lock my left, but when I'm pushing, like when I'm pushing the cone down, I'm usually pushing down with my left. And then you lock that left hand, because I always do my right hand. Ooh. But I've talked to a number. That's cool. Yeah, I'm definitely raccooning in a microwave, and it's 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 a a beautiful raccoon rainbow. Definitely left hand. Are you left-handed? No, I'm right-handed. No, like, my left I mean, hand just starter. like this. You're talking about am I anchored on the left? Yeah, hand? when you go to center it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely left. Because I was just noticing, I I because so I teach at like a community clay studio in Milwaukee, and. Uh, I, I, one of the other teachers, who teach, he teaches high school, but a lot of my students that have had him all plant their left hand. And it's funny because, like, I'll demo how to throw stuff every once in a while. Or, like, oh, this is how we center, or how I center. And they're like, oh, wait, am I doing it wrong if my other hand's down? And I'm like, it's if steady. it works, go for it. Yeah, yeah. you do you, boo. You do but you. I think in high school I learned I was, the, like, two hands behind and, like, pull it toward you. See, and I only do that when I have, like, more than, like, six pounds of clay. Yeah. And I think that's just a function of my stupid big And cones. we didn't learn to, like, cone up, cone down back in high school when we were learning. Oh, yeah. I learned that on the YouTube, I think. The YouTube. I learned it from uh, my teacher, uh, production teacher. Mm -hmm. I can't remember where I learned it. I think I've always been coning, but I don't know. Like, I've been Probably coning. learned it. I've been doing streaming for 27 years. I'm like, I don't remember when I first 
You learned in Fullerton, right? I learned at Claremont High School. Claire well, Claremont, but when did you go to, where did you go to college? I went to Chapey for a year, Chafee. or I went to Chapey College in Rancho for like three years, four years, three years. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Cal State Fullerton. But I started when I was a freshman in high school, and that was like 1992, so like I barely remember like exactly how I know They're who taught me because we're all like <laughs> I was born in '91. Yeah, I know, but whatever. Beck and I were both born in '90. We're so. all grown. I'm probably more immature than all three of you. So. Well, you know, the, well, uh, I don't know. You guys are all we kind went, of mature in your own way. When when we went to the restaurant and they were asking us if any of the people were a kid, we all looked at each other and were like, "Well, Ryan's coming." It's good. It's good. Who, who drove your asses here? That's right. <laughs> Thanks, we Dad. <laughs> And right, none of you guys have kids, right? Mm. No. Oh, what's wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's wrong with you. No, I'm just old. I'm, like, not, I'm not even that old. You're not old. You're I'm a young a baby. chicken. I'm 42. I'm like... Gary, got least, you're a baby, I got, man. I'm a baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got at least 50 years in me. Like, I'm not even at half time yet. <laughs> like, my, uh... My, uh... My grandparents and my dad going to be pretty old like I got I get pretty deep into my 80s I, I hope yeah, who knows what it's gonna be like my, in like 20 years you know my brother is convinced like oh yeah like we, we're gonna live to be like 150 I'm like oh, oh. Cool. I don't want to live that long I don't think I don't know is that a throwing stick if I could be a yeah. functional adult oh, and keep making pots like a diet the wheel diet the wheel push me in the kiln turn me on have you ever thrown with a throwing stick no mm. If you, what, say that again? Like, I want to die at the wheel and just push me into the kiln. Yeah, fire me up. Fire me up. I want to be turned, I want to be added to a glaze. Yeah. And then I, I want to be I made told my wife, mugs, I'm like, you can just yeah. dump my ashes on top of a big pot in a wood kiln and yeah. call it good. Yeah. yeah. And right. that'll be my urn. I'll be on the outside of the urn instead of the inside of the urn. I just want to freak somebody out by being burned in a kiln. That too. I just want to be like, I just want to be immortalized in coffee mugs for everybody I know. Um, I, like, you're drinking out of me. A fire. <laughs> I love it. I, I, um, this, uh, this took a very dark turn. <laughs> um, Ryan Wright. When I was, I was firing a, a wood kiln, must have been like about a year ago, and um, one of the people who was firing with us um, had a large pot that he um, fired somebody's uh, their pet's cremains on. Yeah. As like a memorial he kind of thing. put their remains inside of it? No. So it was wood fire. It was like a big vase that he side fired and then spread the ashes along the top oh, of it. Wow. And so the ashes basically just formed all the ash drips. Right. They look pretty cool after. It was a neat pot. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to make some bucket of blades. Yeah, like an ash. I think that. Get your name on the glaze. Yeah, like the. Uh, ash. And then when it gets down to the bottom, they're like, oh, there's only like a, there's only a little bit of rice. Add a little water and get it out. I just dump them in the, in the, in the, in the scrap, scrap bucket. Throw them in the scrap. You can go in the mystery. Live on forever. You live. I live forever in the scrap bucket. You know. 
Because we'll just keep adding to it. <laughs> so I throw this thicker, and then we cut the top. We will. We cut the sides. Are you gonna try making one of my mugs? Yes, I am. Do you cut the sides with your cheese cutter or with that that cutter? Cheese slicer. I'm from Wisconsin. The same, the same thing that he does all his facets with. Oh yeah, yeah. I should show you my. These? Oh yeah. They're like eleven bucks on Amazon. They're all metal. They're super heavy duty. They're great. Look at Victoria's cheese slicer. Whoa. <laughs> This a is a cheese slicer. Yeah. It's even got like lines for yeah. specific depths and stuff. Yeah, so you just press these together and then you can move them. That's cool. That's like a big, that's like a slap cutter. It is. It is. Yeah. Well, you can theoretically. I like that better. You know, I see a lot of people that have like the sticks with the little notches in them and they put their around it and then they pull it yeah. through. That seems so much slicker. Well, that's because it was made Super in Europe. Slick. Yeah. Yeah. Those are kind of hard to find around here. Yeah, but that's they're everywhere in a Europe. Machine shop you guy can make that. Really I've, I've tried so many times. I've even imported them when I was going back and forth from Sweden to here. Yeah, I used to like people were like, please no. bring some, and I was, these are heavy. I'm <laughs> like, gonna. I can bring one. Bend a piece of rebar. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. ask Mod. Rebar has little yeah. notches. You Dude, just got the rebar notches to line sure. up. Okay, she can. Cheese slicer. I think a, a piece of rebar and a grinder. Yeah. I could make one. You could. You just put it you right there. You're pretty ghetto. Yeah. Well, I thought I had a second one with or me, you but can just I don't like think I left it Find someone who works with metals and she did yeah, like have them to actually Like a machinist. Yeah. Yeah. Have that a way. machinist. Yeah. I don't know if you have that. Right. Do you have that in school? And I go bottom oh. up. Kevin does. Kevin. Kevin does. And then you pull away, like they right, so that the rim stays thick. Don't pull through the rim. You pull away right at the rim. Does that make sense? Yeah, she pulled it. She pulled it away like away. three quarters of an inch out. from the top. Yeah. Out. Lo sure. Low tech. Sure. Yeah. I like. I'm like the low tech. But I mean, that's not uh, how I do it. For us, to, I think. Well, it looks like yours are about yeah. three quarters of an inch from the yeah. rim there. Like that. That's because I throw cool. the rim after it's done, and that's oh, why so it gets wavy. Oh, so you cut it all the way up? I cut it, and then I so I cut all the way up. But instead of going through the rim, I go right at the right where the edge of the rim. I cut pull it towards that edge of the rim. So it's kind of like just so it's right where the rim meets the wall. Basically, it's like so soft that it's like pulling. You usually let your hand inside to bend. Yeah, I had to not deform the pot. Yeah, I put my hand inside. Perfect slabs. Yeah, I think it's cool. Yours also is probably a little too thin. Quiet. Thin thrower over there. This is thick. I can throw thin when I want to. Of course you can. I just don't want to. <laughs> Pick up one of my big beer steins and you go like, well, this is clearly thrown thin. <laughs> like, if I make a 30, like a one liter beer stein out of two pounds of clay, it's not thrown thick. How big is a liter? How many, like... 33 six? ounces, yeah. I think. Yeah. Wow. It weighs a kilo. Yes. If it's water. Yes. Is that a pint? What's, what's a pint? A pint is 16 ounces. Yeah. That's it? It's a two pounds. Yeah. Or it's it's two cups. Two pints. And then, like, an imperial pint, I think, is 20 ounces or whatever. That's, they... It's bigger than that. So that's, like, a UK pint? Is that what you yes. mean by that? Okay. In the U.S., sometimes they call them bombers, <laughs> but I think those are technically like 22 ounces or something. I don't know. Okay, so wait. 
Okay. I think okay. I, I threw it in. Now it's throwing I'm stick time. I'm gonna try using that. Okay, so try that this is just, do you put it in water? Yeah, I dip the tip in water. Dip the tip. Nice. Dip the tip. Nice. I was waiting for it. And then you just. I usually support the rim with my left hand. And then put, I push away from me. So I flip it around when I hold side. it. So flip it around. Yep. Like, like 11 yep. o'clock? And I push towards like 11 o'clock. How do you keep that sturdy? Left, so my left hand is opposite it, and I rest my other oh. hand on my. So it's, it's wow, like a lever. A lever. Mm -hmm. A lever. You have to brace it just like you would if you. Ah! <laughs> That's great. Anybody can make a faceted pot, but you have to make like 500 of them to make them like. Oh, that's a good faceted pot. Yeah, right. Oh my god. I went through so many really bad faceted pots when I was in college. So many so many bad pots. I think also you have to leave the rim thicker than you think. Oh yeah, that's why I told yeah, Becca just, that she threw it too thin. Uh, Look how thick I made this cylinder, Becca. The rim is how thick it is all the way right. down. It's a it's like three eighths of an inch thick. Right. <laughs> okay. And See, I made then, something like that. Well, it was demo your first time doing it. Do you thin out the rim a little bit after, yeah, like after? Yeah, I done? throw the. Yeah. Right, you throw the rim after. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, I'm gonna do another one. But for like cups, I don't throw the rim. I just go right up to it. I mean, it's not too shabby. And bowls, I don't throw the rim at all. Mm-hmm. It's not necessary. This is a pretty heavy-duty cutter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like twelve and it go, on and the string goes right down to the bat. Yes. If you hold it that direction. Do you like it? Do you hold it? That I way? actually hold it the other direction. I think it's just because that's how I do it. Yeah. I don't think there's like a right way or specific. Yeah, I, I did it, some of these at like a demo. I, it cuts up. more off if you flip it from how you're holding it. Because mm -hmm. um, you can go right, basically like you're cutting off a pot. Yeah. I'm gonna try that other. I bet you don't. You okay. should just try using the jug stick like throwing a bottle. Yeah, instead of something faceted. Yes. Now they're trying to do two new things at once. Oh, you have one of <laughs> So for the audio folks, Becca and I are basically just trying to throw an Andrew mug. Andrew Linderman. I can throw up. a Becca mug. At Linderman Pottery. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. But can everybody sell a bucket? And okay. can you do it in 50 <laughs> seconds? Yeah. Right. How much 45. How much do you sell your mug for? 20. 25. No, we timed it. and So he timed it. it a, yeah, 45 seconds. Well, it was like 45. You fussed the last like 20 seconds was like. I fussed with it. and You could have been done like yeah. 10 seconds earlier. Well, and also that was one that I just kind of like threw two pieces together. So I had a little wiggle in it. Oh, yeah. But, um. I was actually surprised at how fast that these two poles, like each pole was like eight seconds, I think. Okay. And so. I'm turning it into a Becca pot. I was going to say, I stole that, So this is how much more height I can get out of it when I'm actually throwing it efficiently. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's twice as big. 
We should uh, we should race. Are you gonna have a race? Are you gonna be like who thinks they control a forty-five second thing and like bring them up and be like, all right, or same amount? We can. I have to think so hard to put the throwing lines in there because I usually throw so much tighter. There you go. That's kind of Becky, right? No. Yours are a lot looser. Yours are a lot looser, aren't they? Yeah, like mine are thicker, thicker, thicker. Here, just a sec. I'll do this time. They're like that. Yeah. Like this one right here. There you go. There you go. That's a big cup. Yeah. That's the, that's what I drink tea of in the morning. <laughs> that's like serious. That's like, like probably that 25 mine. ounces. I have a beer stain that I drink tea yeah. of in the morning. It's like a giant. Like what a kind of tea do you, yeah. What kind of tea do you drink? Oh, great. The kind yeah. of leaves. Ooh, Classic okay. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, that's good. My wife likes getting like uh, Earl Grey right, with like. Uh, oh, yeah. Do you want to use the lemon? Thing? I want to use this. Oh. Yeah. And milk. And milk? Then it curdles. Yeah. No, it's just like a. Alright, so this yeah, side, it it's like a hint. But you see water. Because, uh, usually if you water a bit on this lemon, or inside? Yeah. The milk will go. Well, no, the, the thing. Just the stick, hmm. okay. So maybe, not, maybe very, very tiny. It's just like a, a little squirt. Just mm -hmm. enough. Just enough. Yeah, I made a big pot. Look at that. A giant Becca mug. I love it when I'm teaching like a new student and like the bat wiggles and yeah. you're like, just work with it. Just, yeah. just stick it out. Stick it out. You're in charge. You're stronger than yeah. the clay. All right. So there's Ooh, my. Nice. That was way better than mine. <laughs> oh, you bellied it out before you threw the top. Yes. So I should have thrown the top. Because, because otherwise the bottom's too weak. Oh. Because you just made it Live super and thin. Yeah. Yeah. You might be able to thin it out a little bit, but it might, might uh, I'll try it a little bit. Make the honey but more. I can't also, so, how do you throw the top, though, if you don't touch the, or you do touch the outside a little bit? On the top, I do. Yeah, yeah. And that's also what gives the nice, like, wavy lip. Mm-hmm. Because you've got thick spot things. Oh, so you want it. the wavy lip. It. Yes. What? <laughs> <laughs> that was a flop. Live and learn, live and learn. Yep. I can't, I have a hard time picking these up off the bat because it's, and the clay is really wet. It's and the clay really is so wet on the outside. Like, it's rib it really hard to pick those up off the bat. I like would, I wouldn't. That's not something I would do normally. I, that's why I made my own bat system because it's not bo bat system. The bow. <laughs> the bobs. The bobs. I, mean, I gave it some character. The bobs. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, all. Like I'm, it. I'm so calling my bat system I would so bobs. <laughs> I'll put a handle on it. <laughs> They'll be like, did you get a new cat? Yeah, well, I've had a cat named Bo. If it's that thin, it does need a handle, otherwise it's, it's uh, yeah, it'd be a... Yeah, it'd, it'd be, a, be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I have plenty of mugs that look exactly have, you like can't, You can't hold it by the no. rim and the foot. Yeah, yeah, if you did not have the bat. And plus your clay is really soft normally, so... This is softer than my clay. Is it? Okay. I like it. I feel like if you want to throw really thin, it's almost better to have a little stiffer clay. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. For sure. Like a little. Yeah, you want to throw a really good thing. Can I try the sticky thing? So yeah. if if so if I were to walk through one of my facet mugs, once it's open, I 
I literally one pull and then my second pull is just making sure I have even thickness. Just to refine that kind of yeah. yeah. There. <laughs> Done. Throwing. Yes. Facet, facet. One and a half pulls. Here. Does that count? Yeah. yeah. Here you go. Yeah. And then so I like, wanna see your facet because it's it's I, also the same diameter normally. Yeah. So I go and then I just right at the I like curl off at the Okay. And oh, and then you alternate yeah. so that it's even. And then I go on the opposite side. The opposite side again. And then I split the difference. Mm -hmm. Three. And then. Okay. Yeah, so my they're even eight. Really narrow. But I've been starting to do some that are only five. Hmm. And those are fun. Yeah. And you can, does that scale pretty consistently too as you get to your vases and stuff like that? Where you pretty much do the same diameter and you just. It, yeah, I, I do more around. If it's something that's wider, then I'll do more of them around. Mm -hmm. I'll do 10 or. With all your facets, you usually the same. But it's always diameter. pretty calculated like that. It's not I, I don't, starting from one you know, side and going Honestly, it's not something that I really calculate. I just kind of like. Well, it's it's vaguely even, and honestly, once you belly them out and stuff, you're like, well, this this one's clearly larger than this one. Mm -hmm. Like they're never actually. But your spot over there looks like really consistent. I can't remember where I put my. Fairly. Nuts. So then, now I'm gonna throw my rim. Okay. Oh. So. I'm throwing on top of the so facet. Smoothing over the top of the facet. Pulling. And that. getting your wavy. Wavy bits. Yeah. And, get, and you kind of embrace the undulation of the rim a little yeah. bit if you have it. Well, and I get a like a word. nice curve so it Ooh. like mimics Undulating the rim. shape of your lip. Mm. So when you go to drink your coffee out of it, it just pours right in your mouth instead of like out the sides. Right. <laughs> yeah. I like my coffee in my mouth. Yeah. Nice. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm trying to find my sponge. Where did I put my sponge? I have more sponges. Maybe this one? I use the sponges from the uh, so. cone boxes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. That's a fine sponge. I, love I use those for like padding if I'm like taking pots in a damp box to like a thing to demo. I would I'll never just, use like, those. Just like pad pots. They're great. You yeah. you've got a lot of They're like manipulative. Hmm. What are you using them for to refine the rim? Yeah, I use them like a lot of people would use a chamois. Yeah. I, I use oh yeah yeah. Have you used makeup sponges? Um, I have a couple times. I just, I have uh, like an endless supply of I yeah. have way more of these than I need, right. so I might as well yeah. use those. I'm gonna try that. Where did I put my? I just cut up the Batmate and use those. So then the chain. extra junk on the bottom I cut off. So undercut, okay. Big undercut. Ooh, that's a nice refinement on that the mm -hmm. bottom of those facets too. And that makes that mimics that, like yeah. the from mm -hmm. undercutting there. And it's like a subtle that. scallop kind of. Yeah. This is great audio. I'm sure you all are loving this. <laughs> They're like, all right, what's he doing now? So wait, now, are you leaving things on the back or are you cutting them off and moving them? Cut it off and move it right away. You do? Okay. Yeah. Because you're going to lift that off by hand. Like, normally, you, you're not a bat person that leaves stuff on bats. No, I don't. You got a nice dry. Yeah, yeah. I have a dry, super nice dry surface. Mm -hmm. Yeah, your hands are drying clean. Anymore. Yeah, I will. You know, my when I lift it off. Right. Yeah, but I mean. You're oh yeah, I'm not gonna get any. There's not gonna be no. any more so then, water or anything. So yeah. So when I'm using yeah. a throwing stick, my left hand is at like 
four, like five o'clock probably. Mm. Um, and then my the throwing stick gets braced on my hand, and I kind of lever it into the pot. I see. Yeah. Because otherwise, throwing stick normally you don't have any other support on the throwing stick. I, you're just kind of like holding it down in there and just kind of pushing it against the I mean, that's, that's how it is when I'm doing like bigger forms. Mm -hmm. But with these smaller ones, it's just I can't put my big ass hand in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. And those all start at two pounds of clay? 1.75 pounds. Okay. What's that in grand? Why one point seven five? Yeah, one and three quarters pounds. Yeah, and they are usually something grams. And that yields like a what fourteen ounce mug? Twelve ounces with room so I don't spill because I'm clumsy. Okay. So yeah, they're like usually up to that up to that rim that goes out. Up to like here, they're like twelve ounces. Yeah, I mean they'd hold. Sometimes they get if they get thrown like a little bigger, then they'll hold sixteen if you fill them up to the brim. Yeah. And I kind of define, like, the bottom of the lip. Because uh -huh. I throw, like, the bottom of the section that I throw, and I kind of define that because that's the part where I attach my handle. And that's so, the like, part where visually your lip's going to be on, the too. Huh? That's the part where your lip's going to be on to rest yeah. when you're drinking it. That gets cut off, and then I normally have a rag I can wipe my hands off on, right. not like a gross sponge. But my bottoms, like, there's a fair amount of clay. Yeah, I saw you picking that up earlier, and I'm like, man, that didn't. But so at like, all. the bottom part, I I trim like the bottoms thin, but there's like a little bit in the corner that needs. So I, I give them like a, I call it like a faux foot. So it looks like there's a foot, but if you look at the bottom, it's flat on the bottom. Right. Right. The false foot. Liar. Faux foot. Faux foot. Liar. And so. No, I think we all do that. These mugs, um, if I weighed my scraps that come off, they're usually between a half to three quarters of a pound. Okay. So that's really their one pound mugs. I just mugs. have to cut so much of it off when I fasten them. Yeah. Well. So then, like, the ones that I've been, like, stamping and putting textures on, I'm starting with one and a quarter pounds. Yeah. And then they usually end up holding a little more than the faceted mugs. And you're making, when you're making those mugs, are you making 20 at a time, 30 at a time? A uh, board usually at a time? 10 fit on a board. 9 or 10 fit on a board. And then you move on to something else, or, yeah? Yeah, usually I'll, like, do, unless I have, like, a big order for some, or have, like, oh, I sold all my mugs, dang. <laughs> or that, or, uh, yeah, there were one or two times this summer where I was like, I have zero purple mugs left. <laughs> that happened like four times this summer. Do you, well, that's not a bad problem. Do you use the same clay for everything, whether it's going to be wood fired or? No. So my wood fire stuff, I use um, a domestic domestic porcelain from Continental Clay, and I don't I don't clean up in between my when I switch clays. Oh, okay. So it gets dirty, and then my reclaim my reclaim is essentially like a high iron B mix mm -hmm. um, that's got some grog in it. Okay. Um, and so my electric stuff is uh, Brooklyn Red from Standard, which is... I think I have a box of Brooklyn Red in It's my, super easy to throw with, and it looks my so studio. beautiful when it's fired. This uh, LA Cone, like, five or six, it's really pretty red. 
and I'm firing up to cone eight, so it's like a chocolatey brown. Okay. I got it because I was intending on like marbling and stuff like that, and I never Oh, it'd be good for it. that. Yeah. It's also super easy to throw with. And like, I can handle mugs that are like, oh, the rim's like bone dry. I can still handle it. And then if I like put a cover it overnight, it won't crack or anything. That's... It's so forgiving to work with. So are you want, you're doing 10 at a time because you just get bored with throwing the same thing over and over and over? Or you just like to work boards at a time? A little bit, but also some, some it's, it's good flow. And I, I only work a board at a time because I want to get up and move. Otherwise, I, if I just like, all right, well, I'm going to make 40 mugs today. And if I sat down and just wadded up 40 mugs, then I'd be sitting at the wheel for four hours straight without getting up. Yeah. Could you? It takes is, me. Does your, does your body posture have to be sitting down to get the facets and stuff consistent? Or could you stand up and do it? I could. Well, and, like my it wheel. It would be more bearable to do more. Well, it's not so much that. It's like even if you were just standing, you're not moving at all. You know, so it's a matter of like. Besides moving so from I'm not, the board to the wheel. From yeah, that's take, like two taking steps pots off the board. Yeah. In my studio. Hi, Becca. That's the one. That's this one. It's pretty close. Yeah, that's totally it. <laughs> <laughs> Becca just gave me the dirtiest look ever. <laughs> so there's a dirtier look. <laughs> that's the dirtiest look I've ever seen Becca give anybody. Mine looks closer. Yeah. Um. What was I saying before I got distracted? You were saying if you did stand up, it wouldn't really make it more bearable. Yeah, so it's more like throw I want to be able to like not just sit there and do a repetitive motion over and over again. Mm -hmm. So I'll like weigh out, you know, between six and fifteen balls of clay, depending on what I'm throwing, because mm -hmm. that's how many usually fit on a wear board. And then I'll throw that board of pots, and then I'll get up and get my balls of clay yeah. for the next board and then do it and that works out because I feel like I'm like my body's not just doing the same thing over and over and over again I'm uh, switching it up unless yeah you know you're not gonna get like a repetitive motion injury or something I'm probably gonna die from that <laughs> you're gonna die from know. something it's just like something that I do to also, I, I do get a little like ADD. Like I, yeah. Do you? I don't have ADD, but I get a little like. I want to make sure that I'm like really present and mindful when I'm making each piece. And if I found out that I do more than, yeah. I can do like two boards worth of something. But if I'm doing more than that, then I just like. You don't want to be on like autopilot. Then I I get into autopilot real fast. And you make a little more, like sacrifices or you're yeah, like okay, and I don't think necessarily right. the pots would inherently like look worse but they'd all end up looking identical which I <laughs> don't want he just looked at me <laughs> well but you're trying to make them all look I don't actually make them all identical the same ish yeah but, the same ish you know because it's I like, was yeah I think I was talking to you and I was like I'll throw 30 things but I'll have a whole bucket and you're like I'll throw the whole thing like I'll just throw like a hundred or something because oh. I'll make like 20 of something. Yeah, like, if I have a list of like 100 mugs is my goal, 
at some point. Like, I'll make 20, and that, I'll feel good about knocking 20 off that list. I think that I've found... Versus, like, just hitting that whole 100 and then moving on to the next thing. Well, the, the problem with making 100 mugs at once is then you have to put all 100 handles yeah. on at once. Right. <laughs> like, I'd rather throw... That's true. i throw 50 at a time. Yeah, like, I would... I, like, in my, like, a typical, like, thing in my studio would be, like, I might have... Fire! Fire, 10 mugs fire, fire, and 12 cereal bowls and yeah. like so you're kind of working on like a three set. bases that I threw in a morning yeah and then Actually, they're not dry by the afternoon right yeah you know or maybe I'll throw them in the afternoon or whatever and then the next day the other the second half of my day I'd be putting I'd be finishing those pots so it's kind of like I'll spend like Half my day throwing, half my day finishing the pots. Right. From the previous day. Yeah. Which works out pretty well. And then I'm not just like sitting there like, oh, I have to trim all these things. Or I have to put handles on all these things. So like intentionally like, if I have to throw a bunch of pots one morning, I'm not going to throw all stuff that has handles. I'll throw like maybe, you know, cups and mugs and some vases or, you know, whatever. Yeah. I do a lot better with weight. Like, I do all the same weight items because I... I definitely do that too. Because everything that I have is either 14 ounces, 16 ounces, or 10 ounces. 14, 16, 10, 23. So... What's 23 of big bowl? Big mug. Big mug. 23 ounces, how much is... 23 ounces, 23 ounces. That's like two pounds? Like one and a half? One and a half. Okay. I'd say 32 is two. Yeah. I throw ounce to ounce. I try to at least. Like if you throw, you have 14 ounces, it should be a 14 ounce. 14 to 16, yeah. That seems reasonable. Yeah, I think that's a good way to kind of like. Yeah. Well, because like if I'm throwing just like a mug that's like, I'm just going to make a, like a thin, well-thrown mug. It's just like. A cylinder, like a MUG mug, nothing fancy. And I use a pound of clay, it's right around 16 ounces. <laughs> Those usually. are my favorite. I love just basic mugs. I think they definitely have a place. They do. They're well, just... yeah. And like my diner mugs, if I just throw them thinner, they're a MUG mug. Capital MUG? Yeah. What's Ryan working on over there? Me? He's yeah. Like, I'm waiting for these. Swoosh to dry. Are you like, I'm ready to go home. Oh, I'm good. I'm just, I'm good. So, I as, a, as a studio potter. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Pretend I didn't see that. I. Uh, <laughs> what just happened? Like, it just flopped. It just flopped. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just felt it. I was like, this. Flopping. But he didn't break his, like, conversation. <laughs> so as a studio potter. I heard potter, a big squish over so there. I, so, like, I don't do it full time. So, I live by the damp box. Oh, I and use the damp box too. I love you, my damp box. You're like two days at a time, and you're finished with those pieces. Yeah. So like, uh, during the I summer when I when I had this like huh? a bunch of shows weekends in a row, I would um, throw on Monday, trim on Tuesday, bisque on Wednesday, glaze on Friday, pack up Friday, go, Holy repeat. Crap. Yeah, that's Sounds what like I do. That's what Becca does. I do. I do, uh... Now, granted, Becca's doing, like, 
yeah, I got 50 mugs made and 50 bowls and this, this, this. No, and I'm I like, keep, oh, well, I, I filled up my five cubic foot kiln. <laughs> yeah, I fill, I can fill a, a, a 10 cubic foot, but, but I'm trying to get to a point where I don't have to do that, you know, as much. But I do, I get home Sunday night. If I'm feeling extremely ambitious, I'll go in Sunday night and throw. And then I'll handle Monday, Tuesday. I'll, I'll load bisque Tuesday night. I unload bisque Wednesday night. I spot, I glaze Wednesday night. Fire, unload Thursday, Friday morning. I have to let my stuff dry probably a little longer than yeah. yours because I've, like, like my faceted mugs. I have to put the handle on, and then the handle has to set up, and then I backfill the handle. So there's like an extra. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's hard to like, you know, I say my process to some people, and they're like how do you do that so quick? And then they're like, oh, well, I can do that. I'm like, I've done this so many times. And your pieces are very consistent thickness. Yeah, like so yeah, many Yeah, if you don't times. have thick pots, you can it's put them. It's just another week for you. Yeah, and, and it's like, I and like it's taken me five years to figure to out that, that I can't do this. You know how you many know? you can make and process in a week. Yeah. yeah. And you're not stressing about like opening your kiln at 300 degrees or something like that. Sometimes I do. I can't tell you how many times I've sat in front of my kiln at 4.30 in the morning and it's at 400 degrees and I'm searching and I okay. go to the so, same so forms every time a, and I'm like, a... can I do this? <laughs> I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second here. So if you're throwing pots out of like functional objects out of a clay that's theoretically you could use it in the oven. Yeah. Why can't you pull a pot out of a kiln at 400 degrees? You can't. Okay. So this might craze, the glaze might craze more. No, it's, if it's going to craze, it's going to craze eventually. It's already past, um, it's already past thermal yeah. expansion, um, combustion, whatever. So it's going to ting more. Yeah, you're going to hear the tings my more. My pots don't ting at all. Yeah, mine don't really either. But um, I got lucky with my glaze. Well, I, I do with mine high school. Stuff. Yeah, your well, stuff definitely. is going to ting. Um, but... The, the bigger, I was talking to Lisa Lapella, and it's the bigger issues if your kiln's at like 400 degrees. It's and your kiln. <laughs> it's, and you throw your kiln lid open yeah, all the that's, way that's because it's so large. No, it's not the element. It's the, the brick that the brick. kiln's made out of is expanding and contracting yeah. a lot faster because it's such a larger circle. It's not a little mug. It's, you know, a two-foot yeah. span maybe. And so that's I, harsh on your so yeah. kiln itself. Oh, okay. So it's so, like so yeah. a lot of times what I'll do is I'm like I pull it up, take them out, and then throw it back down. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh no! I usually like once it's below like 450, I'll put a stilt like a four inch stilt yeah. in there. So, and then once it's down to like you know, increase the stilt, and then I a, yeah yeah. So I do an as inch stilt at 500, an inch at five. Two inches at four, three inches at like three, and then I'll unload it to eighty. My comb has a little thing that you like flip the thing yeah. up and it will like. The scut? No, it's a press. Oh, it's a press? Okay. It's, a, it's an FX27. It's like but a the old same thing, manual. like hooks it's old, in. It's an old manual one, but it's a comb sitter. Comb yeah. Do you know I hate about bowls? Is that they always like. You and it looks so Victoria? nice right now. It, but it's going to relax back once it gets fired. Yeah. Here's Dell. Because mine totally do. Like, I was throwing, I made these oyster bowls. So, like, big, oh, flattish rims with, like, the little thing in the middle. And it was like, okay, it's I threw cold. it like this. And then they dry, and it goes, Wah! and you're like, oh. And then you fire, and it goes, Wah! back oh. again. Maybe it's because you're firing 28. Oh, yeah, Mike, Mike, yeah. Maybe. I'm you, 5. 
What? A very high five. <laughs> so come. Come say. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if that would be different if you were like fired to come like seven. Yeah. I don't know if that would be bad for your anything. Our, my clay already warps a shit ton anyway. Oh, does it? Then I'm surprised it doesn't relax back down if it's warping and that. I don't know. I don't make a ton of big holes, but that one's cool. That one is sweet. I need to make some texture. I've got one yeah. more pot I want to fill. Yeah, in, maybe the next. And then it's I want to put. It's 1220, so. Yeah, we should go. I got to demo it. 8 a.m. 8.30. We're going to demo here in eight hours. All right. Thanks We're for listening. Go. We'll uh, see y'all later. Hope you enjoyed. Well, I got. You're gonna have to edit this a little bit. We've been here for like two hours. There was a lot of dead time in there too. We'll see you later. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you want to follow me or Ryan, you can follow us on our Instagrams. My Instagram is Five Lines Pottery Studio. It's the number five, and his Instagram is at. RD Ceramics. That's R's and Ryan D is in Durban Ceramics. And we would love for you to follow us, but we would also love it if you gave us a review on on whichever platform that you're listening on and if you tell your friends. We really enjoy doing this and we hope that we can do it some more and have some great conversations. Thanks. <laughs>